I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, just a moment in time that was a moment of perfect. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 318, A Moment of Perfect. And I am back. I am back, and I recorded what was really just an intro that became its own show, and so now I'm here with this show. So I'm back, sort of, which is what I said in the other show I recorded today as well. It was a really good time away. It really was. It's a time away where I kind of get to pretend that the rest of the reality is kind of not reality. So I am back. Last year while I was away, I managed to fit in blog posts and travelogue recordings, field notes. This year, everything was somehow different. The time away was a blur in a lot of ways. And it wasn't just different in what I did creatively. But when I look at what I did creatively, I wrote nothing. I recorded nothing. I did draw every day, though. That habit held strong. I didn't draw as much as I hoped, and I didn't work on some of the other projects that I intended that I thought I might get to start or focus on or spend some extra minutes doing. But I did keep up with daily portraits. I debated before I left about pens. Some of you saw a little bit of that. My son is supposed to be keeping a sketchbook this summer, which is not his favorite thing. And it was kind of ironic and kind of funny to see the juxtaposition of his approach and my approach, because all he needed was a sketchbook and a single pen. That was it. That was it. There was no waffling, no wavering, no hemming, no hawing. He didn't even care what color ink was in it. Me? I needed a suite of pens and Copic markers because that is my current series. My unexpected deep dive into color, my summer exploration. But I couldn't shake the fact that I might either have extra time or might just bail on color. I thought I might just really decide I couldn't do it, couldn't live with it, couldn't stomach it. I might bail on marker and just wanted to do some ballpoint color. So a bag of ballpoints went too, and a few fountain pens, and some ink, and slowly it turned into multiple bags of pens. There's several versions of the same pencil, and in the black pen that I'm using, I took it in a range of sizes. In truth, I used the Copics, and I used the Unipens, which I have decided I love. Right now, I just love them. They work just perfectly for what I'm doing. I really like how they feel on the paper that I'm using, the kind of index card at least that I'm using right now. And point two is the one that I use most. It's a perfect pen for me this summer. But I had a full range. And sometimes I used some of the other ones because I have been thickening lines, although I'm moving out of that right now. But I was thickening lines considerably after doing my drawings, really giving them this chunky inked look. So those were good to have along and the Copics, and then I used a mechanical pencil and an eraser each day. That was pretty much it. 
Now, those things, altogether, they do take up a little bit of space. There are several Copics in the bag, but there were two pin bags that were completely untouched. You just never know. And I don't like to hedge my bets. I don't want to travel with just a sketchbook and a pen. I just kind of don't. Even when I was just using the fountain pen and the same black ink, I still wouldn't have traveled with just the fountain pen and ink. I just can't do it. It's not me. So I really wanted to be working on my second project each day. That want is just so tangible. I've thought about it so many times. I want it so badly and I just can't seem to get there and I can't seem to move from want to do. And really, that is what you have to do. You have to be able to move to do. You have to do it, not just want it. And I know that. So I drew. I did. I drew. I worked on my iCAD cards. Wouldn't have mattered if it wasn't iCAD. I would have drawn something every day. And I feel good about that. I feel good about it. I kept up with it. I fit it in. I feel good about it. And then on the plane last week, I had this one crystalline moment. One moment. A moment of light, of awareness, insight. The moment of this show. I was working on my drawing on the plane. And in that moment, when I suddenly became aware of this moment, as if someone had just shown me a picture of this moment and how I felt in this moment, I jotted down a few things on what is, in effect, a mop-up page. People who paint always have this kind of page, it seems, and I seem to end up with one of these kind of pages. It happened when I worked with Ballpoint, and I see it happening when I work with Copic. I just occasionally need to either swab a color or test a color or make a mark or clear a tip or something. And the page kind of grows. It starts out just this blank page. And over the course of a month, you have a month of these marks, these random little bits that just appear. It gets full of marks. It gets full of squiggles. It gets full of color. And I could change it out. I could throw it out and put a clean sheet in. And eventually that is what I will do. But there's something comfortable about it. Last year, I did it generally with paper towels when I was working with Ballpoint. I typically had a paper towel that grew in the same way that I just kept adding to. And I kind of got to where I liked it. So with Copics, it becomes this, I don't know, messy and vibrant page. I like it. I love it. So this page sits on the clipboard that I've been using. Seems like I end up using a clipboard like this every summer. And... I use it as a support so that I can move around and draw my cards and still have something solid under me. And on the plane, having this moment of insight, I jotted down the contours thinking that the show was there, that the show was in what I jotted down. And this morning, feeling an emptiness that scared me a bit, which you kind of heard in the other show, feeling afraid of not doing a show. I sat down with the clipboard. You know, I was all ready to transcribe the brilliance of that moment, the clarity, the insight, the simple gossamer thread into the backbone, the foundation, the fulcrum of a show. In my head, I made notes that day on the plane that would simply be the show, no work required. It was all there. By making those notes, I had 
given myself this show that I could then give to you. Well, that's the way I remember it. But in reality, there's very, very little jotted down on that page. And I make marks and scribbles on that page, but I don't write on that page. So I was breaking something in my head even when I decided to just jot down these few words to remember that moment. Because I don't write all over the page. I just leave the colored marks. And that's probably why there's very little there. But in my head, it was all contained and together, this thing that was all woven and ready. And that I could just relay the moment and experience to you. And you would glimpse the beauty of the moment too. Yeah, that's what we want, right? We want to share in that way. In ways that don't take a ton of time for someone else to receive. And yet they have some kind of powerful impact, resonance. They make you suddenly think about a moment of your own, or they make you wish for a moment, or inspire you to look for a moment, or to proactively make and reach for and embrace a moment. So I took the clipboard this morning and I lifted the page that happens to be on top right now, the page that I've been using to photograph my cards over the last few weeks because I was very compact. I had one sheet of paper and every day I took the paper, I set it on a stool in front of the door, put my card down and took a picture and I would lay the paper aside. So that page was clipped to the clipboard after I got back and I lifted that page and I looked down for this little section of notes that I remember making and found only this moment of perfect pick me Let there be light. The Coopers. Are you Mrs. Fiddler? Extra cream. Three things you are happy for. That's it. Now, keep in mind that I really thought the whole show was there. That that's all we would need. That's all I would need. That's all you would need. We would share in this moment of brilliance. Mm -hmm. Right. Clearly there's something missing there. Something missing. And... There's at least one line there that I don't even know what it's about, and I don't know when I wrote it. And there's another line there that is from a different day. It wasn't from the same moment, but it came to my mind as something that I knew I didn't want to forget in the context of the show. So it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. But I looked at those words, scrawled down. They're in the left-hand corner of the page at the bottom. There's a line dividing them, dividing this small space into two columns. And they really are just footholds of a moment. They're scant. That's it, I thought. That's all I jotted down. That was the moment. That was, in the moment, an entire show, a notebook entry into my soul, into the reality of things that are hard, things that are offset, things that are being delayed or put on hold. In that moment, everything stopped everything shut down and everything was still and everything was bright because it was really bright on the plane and in that moment everything was full there was a sense of expanding into a moment that was so content so content but that's all i wrote down and so here i am today to tease at the edges to fill things out and in to recreate The moment on the plane was the culmination of almost three weeks away. But 
the moment didn't really have anything to do with those weeks. It was just a moment of pause. That moment in between, that moment there in midair, part of me says, just leave it at that. Leave it at that, that there was this moment and there are these little bitty breadcrumbs. And there's this feeling in me still that I know that there was this moment. And if I just give you those little footholds and leave it at that. But I don't think it's enough. I would have to flesh it out a bit more. Because there was drawing involved and that was part of the moment. And I didn't jot that down because I didn't need to. I know that that was part of it and I took a picture. And it was in some ways all wrapped up in the moment of sitting right there and drawing. That I had this moment of perfect. And I jotted it down that way because it wasn't a perfect moment, although arguably very much one and the same, but I jotted it down as a moment of perfect. So if I was going to update that list just a little bit so that you have a little bit more of context, it would only take a few extra lines. Moment of perfect. Pick me. Let there be light. Drawing. No index card. Hair, purple glasses, coffee, the Coopers, are you Mrs. Fiddler, extra cream, and three things you are happy for. And maybe that list works. I actually could play with that list. I could play with the ordering and the language of it, stack it and rearrange it and shuffle it. I definitely could weave that list. And like I said, one of those lines was from a day or so before, a conversation I didn't want to lose because it is something I want to talk about. And one of those lines, I don't know what it means. I don't know why I wrote down, pick me. I just don't remember right now what that was about. I wish I knew. I started out watching Let There Be Light on the Plane, which turned out to be a documentary about fusion. Very interesting. But I decided the documentary wasn't really where my head was at that time or that moment or for the flight. So after watching it a little bit, I switched and there wasn't anything in the new releases that caught my eye. So I scrolled through things and landed on Love the Coopers. It's a holiday movie with Diane Keaton. And I honestly don't know how I've never seen this one. It's a 2015 movie. Definitely didn't fare well with the critics when I pulled it up today to see the date. That doesn't matter to me in the least. One of my all-time favorite holiday movies is, in fact, a Diane Keaton movie. So when I saw this one come up, and I knew that I didn't think I had seen it, I didn't know it, it didn't matter at all to me that it was July. It actually seemed kind of perfect that it was July and I found a holiday movie to watch on the plane because I love a good holiday movie. Just like I love holiday lights, I really, really do love holiday movies. And I really like Diane Keaton. So I watched Love the Coopers in July. And I loved it. I did. And while I watched, I was drawing my index card for the day on a piece of paper. Right. I know I'm not supposed to admit that. I know that. But, you know, I really don't care because... I was drawing, and that's my goal. I know I should be using index cards, but it was one day, and it was one moment, and 
I'm not winning something by doing ICAD or by limiting my work for two months to index card. I play along, but in this moment, it wasn't the end of the world that I used other paper. I have been working on a certain kind of index card for most of the challenge. I use the thicker dividers. I like it. I simply like the thicker paper. I like thicker paper almost always. That's why I like Bristol board. I just am a fan of things with a little more substance. So I've been using the manila dividers. And as I have progressed in this challenge, I've gone back and forth between using marker for flesh tones and not. I only have two or three colors that work at all for skin. And I was kind of getting a little tired of everyone's skin looking kind of the same. So I have started going back to a lot of line work and leaving the skin the color of the card. So the manila, it's kind of nice for that too. And I keep a few of these cards tucked into the clipboard. It's a case that opens up and I keep some cards in there and some paper and some odds and ends. And for this flight, I was really prepared. I put my mechanical pencil and a piece of eraser and one or two of the unipens might have even had two of the mechanical pencils. I know I put a jotter, a ballpoint in there so I would have it. I thought I was all set and all prepared for this flight so that I could just have this out and everything else stowed. I have no idea. It's mind boggling how I ended up with no index cards in my case. I've been diligent about grabbing a few of them every day, sticking them in the carrier. How I could end up on the plane for this four and a half hour flight with no index cards, I don't even know. I don't even know how it happened. I could have gone digging in a bag and found one. It's true. It's not like there were no index cards within, you know, a hundred mile radius. There probably were some below me and some above me, especially above me. But that all seemed complicated. It did. And I even have to say, I really did have a regular index card in the clipboard, some white ones. They just looked so shiny and bright and white, though, that in that moment, I just couldn't do it. I looked at it and I thought, yeah, I could use that, but I just didn't really want to. See, I know there's a rule here, but I'm not really bound to this rule. It's just an arbitrary thing. It isn't going to change anything. What mattered to me is the drawing. And I really always remain committed to drawing in a way that makes me happy. So in this moment, without an index card of the kind that I wanted to use, I looked at what I did have in there, and there were some random pieces of paper. They're all scraps. They're all torn out of other journals or other sketchbooks or things that are kind of almost empty and I just rip out the pages and I put them away and I looked at those and one of those was at least cream-ish in tone and I thought you know I can just do my drawing on that. There were a couple of finished or in progress index cards in the case so I took one of those and I drew the outline to show me where the size would be for this to be on an index card. I figured I could append it. I could glue it later and that is ultimately what I did. I drew out the shape, and I started my drawing. I could have just not drawn. That would have been the other option, but I knew the day would be long and tiring, and I might not really end up doing it if I waited until nighttime. I knew that I needed to get back to work once we landed, and I knew there would be groceries to deal with, and settling in and simply reacclimating to my house. 
hours on the plane made sense for drawing. So I went ahead and decided I would do this. I drew out the outline. I love drawing on the plane. I really do. I remember the drawing that I did last year on the plane in Ballpoint, which started that series, both coming and going. I remember what I drew coming back. I remember other summer index card drawings from plane rides. So I took this random sheet of paper and I drew my portrait while I watched Love the Coopers. And I figured I could draw within the confines and then just attach it. Like I said, ultimately the muse that I picked has gorgeous hair and a lot of hair, curly hair, big hair. And my drawing, it extended well beyond the lines well beyond the lines, but I kept drawing. I didn't care. I thought that was fine. I could see where basically a cutoff point would be, but I went ahead and kept drawing the full thing, even though it was past those. I took coffee from the flight attendant at one point as they went through with the cart of coffee. We had gotten up at four and I had driven the two hours to the airport. So coffee was welcome. It was welcome. I don't always drink coffee in that scenario or in that circumstance, but it was actually a welcome thing right then. And I snapped a photo of my table tray, my drawing in process, my coffee, the creamer packet and sweetener, you know, you make do with what they have. And a bit later, the flight attendant stopped by my side to ask if I wanted more out of the blue, out of the blue. She asked me, I don't know why. I don't know why she stopped, but I said, sure. I'll take another cup. And as she got ready to leave me, she said, are you Mrs. Fiddler? No, no, I'm not. And we were both puzzled. She then was looking at her phone, trying to figure something out. And I was wondering if maybe Mrs. Fiddler is the reason that I was getting asked if I wanted more coffee. I have no idea. So I had a second cup and I probably need to thank Mrs. Fiddler. And I drew And the light in the plane was bright. It was really bright on the plane at this time of morning. And the movie was entertaining and just light enough and just gritty enough and just the kind of story that I like enough. And I had a piece of paper, a pencil, an eraser, a pen, a cup of coffee. I was all set. Nothing else was expected of me in that moment. It was a moment of pause, and it was full, and it was content. In that brief moment, content, there was nothing else required. And this, I thought, this is a moment of perfect. And I didn't know then, and I don't know now, how to fully explain that or convey it. When I say it all out loud, it sounds sort of silly. It's just a little moment. And I don't know what it is about being in that confined space, in that small seat with that small table, what it could possibly be that made it all so right. And so content that feeling of just everything being okay for just that moment, just that moment. And that I was drawing in that moment is important and special and a big part of it creative moment. It was just a feeling, an expansion of self, a warmth, a moment of this is enough. I was in the air between weeks where I was with people who really do know all that is going on with me. 
And at the same time, these were weeks in which I could just kind of close my eyes and almost pretend that life is different or easier. I was caught between that and the real world awaiting for me a few hours away. A moment of perfect. A girl, a coffee, a drawing, a movie. Why can't we have more moments like that? How do we go about finding and making those moments? What does it take and why does it feel so different once you land and once you're on the ground? And actually, I have this quote that I pasted in because I saw this yesterday and I happened to have put it at the end of these notes. This is from a blog post I read and I will link to it. And somehow this quote seems like a really fitting thing to read right now. Quote, Fortunately, we are given these moments when our boundaries suddenly disappear and we are nowhere and everywhere. Color and light break through and eternity is revealed once more. End quote. And I will link to that. I am the art. The art is me. So that is it for today. That is it for episode 318. And I appreciate you sticking with me if you listened all the way through. I appreciate that you probably have your own moments that I hope you thought about today. And that I hope you notice the next time that you happen to be in one of those moments of pause. Where everything feels enough and content. A moment of perfect. As always, I'm Amy. And you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. That's O-A-M-Y-O-A-M-Y. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way, whether it's something from the wish list or through Patreon. I very much appreciate the support of those of you at Patreon patreon.com slash creativity matters. And until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.